Welcome to Happy News Network. We're a weekly podcast highlighting uplifting news. Rather than doom scrolling, we wanted to seek out the good things. A bit about us, Kristen is a Colorado stage manager. And Shayna is both a creator and a stage manager. Shayna, what's going on this week? So much. Um, to follow up on last week with the scuba diving, it was a wonderful experience and I didn't realize it had been shark week. So it was a great way to end shark week by just seeing <laughs> these creatures in their natural habitat. It was, it's very safe and it's very organized. The dive master has the bucket of chum. They'll spear some fish live. And uh, it's, if you can get past that part, it's a wonderful experience, but the sharks <laughs> are not interested in you. They're interested in food. And if you are covered head to toe in black gear and you have bubbles coming out uh, of your gear, you don't look appealing to them. And it was such a great experience. And this week has been uh, a good, there's been a lot of good coming out of this week. Um, you can see that there is more space behind me. Sorry, this is oh, a visual yeah. podcast. <laughs> um, there was a, a painting on the wall and the frame uh, needed to get replaced and it had been shedding some dust over my headboard and pillows. So not only is the painting now gone and getting fixed, but my eye infection from all of that is uh, also getting better. So, uh, That's so great. A, a good week overall. How about you? Um, well, I went to that mural festival uh, How was it? run by and created, like all the art was created by a female and female, female identifying artists. It was amazing. Um, mm -hmm. There were 12 total pieces and almost all of them were a collaboration so like okay. two or three artists would be on one big wall. Yeah. Um, and that was really amazing. And of course there was, everybody was practicing social distancing. Everybody had masks on and it was just mm -hmm. really, it was really cool to see all of these folks working together to bring beauty to this neighborhood. A lot of it was, um, like apartment buildings that mm -hmm. they just kind of took over and like, there's instead of just like your brick cookie cutter apartment buildings, there's now gorgeous art on the walls. I think the best part about murals, just like in my deep dive into murals this summer, is that if you don't like it, if if I'm the business owner and I don't like this art that you've put up on my building, it's paint. Like I can just paint over it. I can paint mm -hmm. over it. You can come back next season and do it again, do something else. Like mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Change is That's fine. That's so fun. Yes, change is okay, especially <laughs> when it's change that doesn't end in permanence. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you had a great time. We unofficially, unintentionally rather, uh, coordinated our shirts. It's kind of yeah. delightful with the Team Maroon. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, so what is your first happy news piece for the week? I am so pumped about this. Girl Scout cookies. Who doesn't love Girl Scout cookies? They Girl Scout just announced a new flavor coming to next cookie season, which I learned cookie season starts in January. So I like to believe that cookie season is January through December. I mean, that's when I celebrate cookie season. <laughs> so... <laughs> Every season oh. is cookie season. <laughs> right. Yeah. Literally every day is cookie season. This new flavor is called Toast Yay. Um, and it is a French toast inspired cookie. 
and it's shaped. The cookies are shaped like slices of toast, but will be dipped in icing. Um, so oh I'm my god, really that sounds excited. so good! <laughs> I'm really I excited. I cannot hold in the excitement anymore. That sounds so good. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. Um, they did say that it will only be available in select areas, and trust me when I say. I have never researched anything harder than what areas this will be available in because seeking toastier is willing to travel, but I can't find, (laughs) I can't find, I can't find any air. I'm hoping because I live in Denver, like this is a major city and I'll be able to find them, but what I Or you can get on a plane and go find them. Easily, easily. Just hop on a plane, go anywhere, but- I did discover that Girl Scouts, you know, usually you buy Girl Scouts in person from from a little girl, but because of everything this year, they can't, they obviously can't do human to human transactions. So they created a Girl Scout cookie finder app and you can then find Girl Scouts in your area and they can hook you up to their website and you can order like through that, like any good pyramid scheme. You click on that girl's website and you order cookies through her website. So she still gets the box count and you get your cookies, but you can order online. So the Girl Scout Cookie Finder app is what I'm going to be using on January 1st, 2021 to find Toast Yay the new French toast Girl Scout cookie. I feel like we should not have told people that there is an app (laughs) you can use to find cookies from. So, okay, this is a dangerous, dangerous path you're treading us down. Let's talk about your thing now because I, my my leggings are about to not fit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So on a completely opposite note, my first article uh, celebrates Shark Week uh, retroactively, but I did want to raise awareness to sharks and that they are not these monsters. And I, I would say with the overfishing issues that have come up and with the popular, um, not popularization, but with the publicizing of shark finning, there has been an awareness raised to the fact that sharks have less territory and less less food sources in their natural environments. So also with the global warming and the water temperatures rising, their travel patterns are changing. So the Greater Cleveland Aquarium created FinFest and it ran through Shark Week and their aquarium curator, Ray Popic said, we're obsessed with these jawsome apex predators 24 7 365 at the aquarium but during finfest we'll be working to build a broader appreciation for the diversity importance and plight of sharks by sharing shark themed videos trivias and more so this aquarium in cleveland had online and in-person events so they had meet and greets with four of their resident shark species and they have a nurse shark sandbar sand tiger and brown banded uh, species of sharks and they also they have a three not a 365 but it's a 24 7 cam that i presume runs 365 days a year and mm-hmm. i was checking it out the other night and 
it's just a camera in the aquarium tank and you can just see the sharks just swimming around it's oh, so, so fun cute. so if you want to maybe watch from home and you can't go to your aquarium you can visit visit the greater cleveland aquarium's website and check out their shark cam it's really cute and uh they also had activities like with the cost of admission they got kids got kits to do crafts related to sharks and they got temp tattoos they had trivia they had educational videos and it it just seemed like a great way to have fun and engaging activities for kids during the summer when they can't i imagine most kids are not able to go to camp this year so just something nice to do and uh Ray Popic, this uh, aquarium curator, also said, clearly our fascination with sharks has not diminished, but shark mania can perpetuate a lot of shark myths. They have this bloodthirsty reputation, but these are amazing animals that help keep their aquatic ecosystems in balance by removing weak and sick animals, and the decline in their population is alarming. So uh, yes, there are incidents that always hit the news about sharks and their involvements with humans, but largely sharks are beautiful animals that are part of the aquatic ecosystems. And I love that this aquarium took celebrating them to a really engaging level. That's awesome. Cleveland. That's awesome. Yeah. Greater Cleveland Aquarium. Yes. Can we talk about the word jawsome really quick? Because I'm obsessed with that. (laughs) Clever little word. I love. I, I love, love word play. So that also oh, yeah. caught my eye. He seems like a Just. Ray Popic seems like he'd be a good friend. <laughs> yeah, I love. Can we get him on this podcast? <laughs> if anyone has connections to Ray Popic, please contact us. <laughs> oh Are God, you that's... much of a water person? Um, I love I love water. But mm-hmm. I have this irrational fear of all birds and pretty much anything that flies. So like going to the beach is out of the question for me. Some right. aquariums have like walk through this tropical rainforest and see all the birds. And I'm like, it's not for you. No, I can't do that. I need an exit. How do I get out of here? Um, I'm like that in a reptile yeah. room. The second there's sure. a snake in the room, I am out the door. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of water, locals in the Maldives have been, I promise this is a happy story, so I'm sorry, but they've been fighting with their government and major developers for a long time. I don't, I couldn't find a specific date, but the first article that I found was from January of this year. So I mm-hmm. can only imagine that it started before that. Um, but they've been, locals have been fighting with their government and major developers to stop plans for a luxury resort getting Mm -hmm. built on two native islands and they won. They just like the developers are not pursuing this anymore. So that's exciting. And their argument, um, was that they would, the resort, building a resort would eliminate vital jobs and would damage the natural ecosystem surrounding mm-hmm. the islands, which includes coral reefs. So that's wonderful. That's well, exciting. And maybe, to that, maybe someday to I that, can go to the Maldives yeah. and look at that coral reef. I've got a paddle boat. If you want to get over there with me, we could, that could be our quarantine vacation. It'll take like two years to get there. 
I mean, I do need to be back January 1st, 2021 for these Girl Scout cookies, but maybe we leave after. We'll look into international shipping. (laughs) So my second article this week uh, stays in the greater Ohio area. In Cincinnati, there is an organization called Crayons to Computers, and it is a group that helps to provide school supplies for kids who need the help. And if you want to learn more, you can visit crayons, the number two computers.org. It is a great website. It makes me want to go to school. It is fun. There are fun photos of the staff. Like they all have serious photos and goofy photos. So it's like a very engaging site. Like if those people were my teachers or the people helping me go to school, I would really be motivated. Mm -hmm. So uh, they, in this article, discuss that teachers in the Cincinnati, Ohio area can spend anywhere from $500 to $1,000 of their own money on school supplies each year. And uh, in tandem with that, there's a statistic that 60% of students in the Cincinnati area are on reduced lunch. So 150,000 children in 16 surrounding counties needed aid even before coronavirus. So uh, 500 to $1,000 of personal money when teachers don't make that much to begin with is a lot of money. And the kids also need help. They need to be able to go to school. So Crayons to Computers has been doing a drive-through distribution site due to coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So they've been doing kits um, in the forms of tote bags with supplies. And they're also doing floral arrangements to help spruce up learning environments so that they are more inviting and engaging. Oh, that's like, adorable. So cute and sweet. And it teaches kids about biology. If you water the flowers, they last longer, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just a sweet idea. And they are trying to give out 2,000 kits. They've got uh, a drive-through system that seems to be working pretty well, and hopefully it will enable kids to either work and learn remotely or go back to school and feel confident either way. Yes, that's incredible. Good job, Cincinnati. Wow. Yeah. and that's Two awesome things in Ohio. Yeah, I wanted to showcase your home state. Yeah. Gee, thanks. Um <laughs> So I've been talking about bright and colorful things with crayons and school supplies. And I, I'm curious what your next article is because we've sort of been topic hopping. So what's your next article? (laughs) This personally brings me a lot of happiness. Um, I'm really excited about this. Um, Tokyo, Tokyo, there's a, major park in Tokyo that has just installed two bays of public restrooms. Um, Each of these bays has three restrooms and the walls are transparent, like totally see-through. So how does it work in terms of a see-through toilet wall? (laughs) So... I so this story I love this story as someone who has like public restroom phobia like no uh-huh. thank you I you never know what you're walking into um but the goal of these transparent restrooms um the goal is to eliminate any kind of 
public potty anxiety that other folks might have. People, I can't be alone in the world. There's got to be other people. The goal of this is you, you can see how clean the restrooms are, which at mm. least for me, that's a big part of it. As someone who's used nearly every truck stop restroom in America, uh, sometimes that you've it's been not. tracking. Right. Sometimes it's not very pleasant. So everybody has walked into a public restroom and had to like bend over and check and see if there's feet underneath. Like I, you know, like that's awkward. There's a lot that goes into a public restroom. Yeah. It's awkward. It's females. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. So the, you can, the walls, you can see through, you can tell if somebody's in there and you can tell how clean it is now. So you go in, you've found your clean restroom, you go in, you lock the door and all of the window, all of the windows, I'll say the walls are windows frost over. So you can still see out, but no one can see in. It's kind of like a, like a, an airplane restroom where you lock the door and the lights turn on. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So it's an incentive, um, right? Like if you lock the door, it yeah. frosts over. And right. if you don't lock the door, I everybody goes to your business. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's a communal you know. affair. Yeah. Um, but the walls are also, so they are transparent and then frosted over, but they all have like a color to them, like a little tint. So like mm-hmm. it's clear, but it's red. It's clear, but it's orange. Um, and yeah. at night, yeah, and at night they light up, so it actually becomes this beautiful public art display that is a public restroom. I just, I'm super I'm looking here at for the photo it. of this, and I'm it's so cute. Wow, it actually yeah. is really adorable looking. Yeah, I've been. So I think we're gonna have to, to paddle boat this. over to Japan after we go to the Maldives to try these toilets totally. out. Totally fine by me. After two months of paddling on the ocean, we'll be ready for any form of public potty. But yeah, I was like, that is genius. Because I don't know. I mean, we met in New York. We've both been in New York mm-hmm. for a while. Like mm-hmm. going to the restroom, like you have to go everywhere you go because you never know right. when you're going to find another one. So I can only imagine yes. like something like this like that's genius genius bring that over here now have they gone next level are they scented bathrooms oh my gosh that would be amazing i'll send an email i'll send a strongly worded email i think so i think there there are ways to take this idea and really make it an immersive experience because (laughs) (laughs) public bathrooms are just you know everyone's using them why not make them fun and as sanitary and pleasant an experience as you can. Speaking of public entities, this week, uh, my third article uh, takes place in Clarksburg, West Virginia. It starts out on a somber note, but I promise there is an uplifting aspect of the story. Uh, James R. Corder, most commonly known as Johnny, Johnny Corder, he was born and bred West Virginian, and he served in the U.S. Marine Corps in the Vietnam War, and he was killed while serving as a first-class private in Vietnam in 1968. So they renamed the local Good Hope Bridge in Harrison County after Johnny. 
I got really excited about this because a I think uh, I think it's wonderful when things can be dedicated in honor of people, especially maybe not the most high profile of people in this country. You know, he was of and and gave back to his his home state, and I think he deserves to be commemorated. So. I love Johnny because he and I share a birthday. We were both born on July 24th, but just a few years apart. Uh, He was born (laughs) in 1947. I was born in, and he grew up in Hepzibah and Good Hope, West Virginia. And he was known to be an adventurer and an expert marksman. He enlisted in the U.S. Marine Corps after high school, hoping to protect his brothers from the draft. And he served in the Marine Corps as a rifleman and a radio operator. Wow. So Johnny, yeah, he, uh, sadly, he died at the age of 20. He was killed during a recon mission when a mortar landed next to his foxhole. And he was posthumously awarded the Purple Heart, the Vietnam Gallantry Cross, the Combat Action Ribbon, and the Marine Corps Presidential Unit Citation. Wow. And so, now a bridge. And now he gets a bridge. So uh, state senators and the county commissioner officiated the ceremony. His siblings attended. His sister, Gloria, she was only five when he died, and she has very few memories of her big brother. So un- unlike the rest of her brothers who were older, so she she didn't have a ton of memories, but Gloria shared one. Uh, when Johnny was home on leave, he bought her this little toy soldier that walked. And when she, she recalled that when it broke, he, uh, she, she just couldn't stop crying. Oh, so, uh, Johnny's one of his brothers, Bob wrote, uh, that, uh, on the day of the ceremony, it rained. And, uh, Johnny's brother, Bob said today, he's crying for all of us because he's not here with us. And that just breaks my heart. Um, a very bittersweet, uh, uh, but piece of, I think it's happy that people like Johnny are being remembered and celebrated. His, mm-hmm. uh, the legislation to rename the bridge passed unanimously in the wow. West Virginia State Senate and House. So uh, no debate there for our fallen soldiers. Even yeah, the ones that's from amazing. Not so recently. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And Clarksburg, West Virginia is gorgeous. Is it? Yeah. Like mo- I, honestly, a I've lot of West been. Virginia is gorgeous. I've driven through my I did mm-hmm. a road trip uh, with my family as a teen. We drove through West Virginia, Kentucky and Tennessee and I just remember it all being so beautiful. It's just mm-hmm. a unexplored beautiful part of the country. Yeah. I spent 5 summers bridges. there. Like mm-hmm. it's a gorgeous state and they have so many of these beautiful bridges so Mm -hmm. uh i was looking up the good hope bridge and there's just not much about the bridge out there because there are so many in west virginia there were so many lists that came up when i googled like good hope bridge west virginia like all these like top 10 bridges to see in west virginia came up and it was really cute so i feel like a road trip through west virginia might be in order uh, we're going to add that to the maldives in japan uh we'll do yeah. a west virginia suspension bridge tour all the good things we like in life nature bridges love it what else do you need oh and french toast cookies 
Mm-hmm. I know that's a thing that you're looking too far down the line are these toastiers, <laughs> but Kristen, what are you looking forward to in the next week? I am honestly looking forward to finding more happy news articles for this podcast. It brought me mm-hmm. so, it has brought me so much joy. Just like, yeah. I know I say it at the beginning, but like, I find myself just doom scrolling constantly and everything is yeah. negative and horrible, but actually seeking out good news and sharing it with other people yeah, is bringing me so much joy. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to just doing that. And this is like, I don't know, this might be tragic, but like, it's giving me purpose every day. And like the last five months has been a lot of not no purpose, but you know what I mean? Like there's no real timeline for when the entertainment and art sector can make a comeback. So having something mm -hmm. with immediacy to it gives Mm -hmm. you a more uh, day-to-day sense of, of to do. Yeah. I wanted to share something that was sent in by uh, one of my number one fans. She lives a whopping 10 and a half feet away from me. It's my mom. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, mom, for sending me this article. The headline is, Local Teen Makes and Sells Dog Treats to Provide New Shoes for Others. So in the Tampa area, there is a 13-year-old named Mitchell Richeson. He is in the fifth grade, and Mitchell and his friend Tyler Blackwell have created a dog treat business for school, and the ritual treats were so successful that they kept the business going, so they're about to enter the eighth grade, and rather than spending the money on themselves, Mitchell is looking to purchase uh, shoes for kids as back-to-school gifts with the income from his treats. really wanted to kick it into action when the pandemic hit. And he was cleaning out his closet and thought that he could clean up his shoes and donate them to kids in need. So Mitchell is just melting my heart today. I love him. Right? Like A, dog treats and homemade Mm -hmm. dog treats and B, helping kids, your fellow kids. So there is a WWE wrestler, Titus O'Neil, and Mitchell's mom knows him through her events job and she called him and Mr. O'Neill has been helping. So uh, there's a little bit of the local celebrity endorsement to help out with that. And I just think that's a really wonderful thing that Mitchell and his friends are doing. So I wanted to share that with everyone. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing with us, mom. Yeah. Thanks, mom. My uh, thing that I'm looking forward to is uh, I've got a family Zoom bar mitzvah this weekend, and it's been on hold since March when the in-person event had to get canceled, but we are not having it in the ideal circumstances, but we are still having it, and I am very happy for my cousin who gets to have some semblance of celebration and my sister's birthday is on Monday. So when you listen to this, her birthday will have been on Monday. <laughs> so a happy belated birthday to my sister. Yeah, happy birthday and happy bar mitzvah. Thanks. All the fun life occasions to celebrate. My name is Shayna. I'm Kristen. 
if you have any happy news that you want to share with us, that you want us to share with other people, whether it be on social media or right here at the end of our podcast every Wednesday, just email us at hnnpodcast at gmail.com. Our universal social media handle is HNN podcast. If you want to send us things, if you want to check us out, we are grateful for your involvement with us. And we want to wish you a really happy day. Have a happy week. Mm-hmm.